The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Megillah has been dedicated by our good friend Mr. Stephen and his wife Gila Israel, a charter member of our Daf Yomi Shi'ud, for the Hatzlacha of both sets of parents. And of course, their dear children. Hashem, Yishmerem, Vihayem, and Bezat Hashem, they should have continued success. Aslahav, Harvaha, Bechol, Maase, Yedehem. This Masechet also has been dedicated by Stephen and his wife, Le'ilun Nishmat Adel Bat Roza, and Le'ilun Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Hen Vichol Benot Israel Ashavot Amahem Bichal Rahamim Vasilihot Venomar Amen. Daf Yud Het. Today's Daf is being studied. The Ilun Shmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden Amen. Today's Daf is being studied. The Ilun Shmat Rahel Bat Shulamit. We begin today's daf on Yud Chet Amud Rishon, and we are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines down. The subject of our Gemara is giving us the order of the Berachot of the Amida. Till now, we got all the way until the Beracha of Mudim, and all the order of the Berachot of the Amidah were based on Pesukim that the Gemara justified each Beracha in its slot based on different Pesukim so now the Gemara interrupts the order <coughs> of the Berachot themselves to discuss an insert that we have in the Amidah in the Hazara Berkat Kohanim so the Gemara says Uma Ra'ulomar Berkat Kohanim Achar why did Akamin deem it fit to put the Birkat Kohanim after the Beracha of Hoda? Which means, as we know, we say, Atov and then already we make the Beracha for the Kohanim. So why did they slot the Kohanim in that area? Dikhtiv, <coughs> so the Gemara says, it's based on a Pasuk. It says, and Aharon raised his hands <coughs> to the people. And he blessed them. That would be Birkat Kohanim. Vayered, and then he went down. So the Gemara is understanding it that after he went down from bringing his korban, so then already he made the beracha. <coughs> so the Gemara says, "Ema kodem avoda." Who told you? Maybe it means first he blessed the people. Because Pasuk says, And then, he went down to bring the Qurban. Who told you that it happened after the Qurban? Maybe it happened before the Qurban. So comes the Gemara and says, I would not think to interpret the Pasuk like that. Why? Miketiv la'asot. If it would have said la'asot, that he went down to bring the korban, so that means already he didn't bring it yet. However, now that it says me'asot ketiv, me'asot is ma'asot that has already brought from before the beracha. <coughs> so what do you see in this pasuk? You see from this pasuk that first is avodah, first is korbanot, avodah the korbanot, and then it should be followed by berkat kohanim. <coughs> Oh, so then that doesn't follow the order of the Amidah that we have. Because mm-hmm. we put Mirkat Kwanim after Hoda'ah. 
according to this pasuk, Brikat Korim should come after the Beraka of Avodah, Retzeh. Which means we should say, Mahazir Shekhinatol is Siyon, Brikat Kohanim. Because Brikat Mahazir Shekhinatol is the Beraka of Avodah, talks about the Korbanot, and then put the Brikat Kohanim. If this is the pasuk, to prove with us, let's give us the next question. Velimre Ahar Avodah. So why did you put Brikat Kohanim after Hamidah based on this pasuk that Aaron Akwain first brought the korbanot me'asot ha'hatat and then he did the beracha Kibra says lo tzadka datach we wouldn't think such a thing why? dikhtiv zobeyah toda we learned on the previous daf or actually right on this daf a couple of lines above the pasuk zobeyah toda yechabedaneni so we learned from over there that toda hoda'a has to be next to korban which means the Berakavrit says, talking about the Korbanot. For example, Korban Hattat, Korban Shilamim. So we have a Pasuk Etilim, Zoveyah. And what's the next word? Toda. Implying that what? The Berakav Modim, which is similar to a Korban Toda, should be recited right after the Berakav of Avodah. So now the Gemara says, Umay Hazit Samachtahai Shemokahai. So now you have two Pasukim over here. One pasuk is mashma zobeyah toda that what that the toda must be next to the avodah and that's why we put mudim next to avodah. But we have another pasuk that's mashma that what by the biracha of kohanim it's mashma that what that says the birkat kohanim has to come next to the avodah because it says he came down from being his hatat because he brought his hatat already he brought the karwa then it says he blessed the people so they would make up your mind what is supposed to be next to the avodah berkat kohanim or korban todas you got both pesukim you have pesukim for both so the Gemara says why are you relying on the pasuk of zoveyah todah more than you are relying on the pasuk of Aaron so the Gemara says mistabra avodah it makes more sense avodah vehodah. Why? Because chada miltahi, which means it's all one one subject. Which means avodah is avodah Hashem, obviously service Hashem to korbanot, and hodah is also considered the avodah Hashem. Especially the way we understood it, it's all about korbanot. One is talking about korban hatat and shelamim. That's the Hashem avodah ribetek, and we said modim. Is referring to the Qurban Toda. So it's also a form of Avodat Hashem. So therefore that's one unit. It doesn't make sense to split these items up. So therefore, when the Pasuk says by Aharon, that he did the Avodah first, so really we have to explain it means Avodah is Avodah Hoda'ah. That's all one unit. And if we put the Berkat uh, Kwanim after Hoda'ah. So Kamla the Gemaran has to analyze the last Berakad Amidah, Sim Shalom. Why does it find itself in the 19th slot? So the Gemaran says, Umar Raulomar Sim Shalom Ahar Berkat Kwanim. Now why do you say the Berakad Sim Shalom after Berakad Berkat Kwanim Dikhtib? Vesamu et Shemi al Benei Yisrael, Vaani Abarechem. Pasuk says that you'll place your hands, you'll give the uh, Jewish people the Mirkat Kohanim, and then what does Borei Olam say? And I will bless the people. So the Gemara says, What's the Mirkat that Kadosh Baruch Hu gives the Jewish people? So that's exactly the Gemara's Raya. The fact that it says over here, Vaniya Barechim. So that's the Barakab Shalom. That's a Kadosh Baruch Hu's Barakab. So therefore, the order would be Birkat Kohanim followed by 
question. We learned on the previous that there was a rabbi called Shimon Pakuli. He was the one that put the Amidah in order in front of Rabbi Yohanan, in front of Rabbi Gamliel, in the Yeshivat Yavne. So the Gemara asks a question. The Gemara says, Vechi me'achar de'me'avirsim zekinimu mehem kamanevi'im teknu tefilala seder Shimon Pakuli my hisdir. We learned on the previous daf that really the order of the Amidah was an institution of the Achikanist Gedola. 120 members, amongst them there were prophets, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, they put the Amidah in order. So what do we need Shimon Pakuli to come along and uh, put it in order from the Bangam? He already was established from before. So the Gemara answers, Shakhom Behazar Vesidirum. The order was forgotten. Jeez, after the men of the Great Assembly established it, there was a period of time where this order became forgotten. And the explanation could be that really, uh, it could be the order was not forgotten. Jeez, they knew the, the order, but the reasons behind the order were forgotten. So therefore he came along and gave the Pesukim exactly, this is why we put Avot first, this is why we put uh, second. So I have to imagine that they forgot the order of the Amidah. It's something you do three times a day and everybody's doing it. So therefore Mr. Abidno didn't have Sidurim uh, granted. The Sidurim was not uh, at the time, but also to say that they forgot uh, Mamash, uh, the order. So you can say that the Shimon Makoli, he actually just gave the uh, sources and reminded Hakimim of exactly why they put the Merachot where they put them. Comes the Gemara continues. Mikan <coughs> va'ilach. Gemara gives a klal now. Which means, after the institution of the Amidah, according to the Berachot that we have, from here on in, asur l'saper b'shmachot shel ha-kadosh baruchu. Meaning you can't start adding Berachot to the Amidah. Means a person that wants to say another berakah has something he wants to praise that goes about who? Let's add a twentieth berakah to the amidah. Finished. It's a sealed. It's a sealed uh, 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 amidah. You can't add to anything. The Gemara says the Amar Bil Hazar may dichti. What does it mean when it says the pasuk? Mi malel givurot Hashem yashmiya kol tehilato. Who is worthy to sing the praises of the, of the Gevurah, of the Shtamait, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Yashmi HaKolte, the one that can sound all of his praises. So the Gevurah explains, Who is befitting to sing the praises and utter the praises of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Only the one that's able to uh, recite all God's praises. And nobody can do that. So therefore, whatever the Hakimim established for us, it's enough to be said. See, the person is going to start saying more and more. It's almost as if he's saying, "Oh, you finished? That's it. And now that you added this extra beracha, now you completed all the praises of Agdus Baruch Hu. So therefore, the one that's worthy to praise is the one that can say everything. And therefore, since we can't say everything, so it's not for us to start uh, adding extra uh, praises and berakot to the Amida. Amar Rabah Bar Hana Amar Buhanan Am Saper Vishmachoshana Kosh Baruchu Yotin Midai. Anybody that goes and uh, overly praises and says the uh, accolades and the adjectives and praising Kosh Baruchu more than the Hachamim established, Ne'akar Mena Olam. Such a person is worthy to be uprooted from the world. Shane Amar Haisupar Lo Ki Adaber Im Amar Ish Ki Yibula. Which means the basuk is talking rhetorically. Which means, is it possible that somebody could speak and talk about all the praises of a Kadosh Baruch Hu? If he tries and he does, 
Ki Yibula, which means he's worthy to be swallowed. He's worthy to be taken away from the world. The Gemara gives a similar Darashandis, Darash Rabbi Yehuda Ishkefar Giburaya, the Amrila Ishkefar Gibor Hail. My Dichtiv, what does it say in the Pasuk? Lecha Dumiya Tehila. So the Gemara says, the word Dumiya comes from the word Dom. Dom is to be silent. Tehila is. To praise. So seemingly you have contradictory words over here. Normally when you praise somebody, you talk. The Pasuk is saying, Lechad Dumiya Tehila. Sounding like the praise that we give our Kadosh Baruch Hu is really what? Our silence. So the Gemara says, Sama Dechola Mishtoka. The Gemara learns from over here. The best uh, spice, the best remedy is what? Shitika. The best praise you can give a Kadosh Baruch Hu is Dumiya Salat, which means when a person attempts to try to praise somebody, so you're limiting that person into uh, a lexicon, into, into words, into, into, into adjectives. When a person now is faced to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what could you say? So the biggest praise is... It's anything. That's already Borei Olam is above the uh, the, the terminologies, above the, the word. That's the biggest praise you can give. Dumiya tehila ki atar avdimi amar amri b'maharavar. I said in the West mila besela mishtoka betren. The Gemara over here speaks about the praises of silence. So the Gemara says mila besela. If a word is worth one coin, mishtoka silence is worth. To see the Gemara speaking over here, like the Gemara says in another place, that to talk, anybody can talk, anybody can speak, but being silent, that's already an umanut, that's already a trade, that already takes a chokmah. So the Gemara is saying the value of silence is twice as great as the value of uh, words. Now, there's an interesting uh, question that the Mephashim bring over here. From a uh, tefillah that we recite every Shabbat. And that is the Nishmat Kol Hai. In the Nishmat Kol Hai, we actually uh, say this concept in the tefillah. Which means we say, which means if we were super people, if we had super eyes that could see from one side to the other, we had super legs that we could run like uh, gazelles, and we had a rolling tongue that could just praise a kadosh baruch hu nonstop incessantly with the, like the waves of the uh, ocean. With all that, which means with all that, we cannot thank you and praise Allahat me elif alfe alafin for one one thousand ten thousandth of the just even for the smallest thing that you do we cannot even properly praise you. Uh, so that's admission to Allah. We can't say anything. The best thing we can do is just admit to you silence. And then the chapter goes on. Al Kain. Therefore, but if she pilakta banu with the limbs uh, that she gave us, the lashon is shemta befinu with the tongue that you gave us. Hey, hey, you do. We marichu, we shabichu, we faru. You just said a second ago, you can't say anything, and now you come along and say we're going to praise you, we're going to bless you, and we're going to. So say chavra yevestira kasher resha sefa. You have a question from the from the resha of the nishmat and the sefa of the nishmat. If you're not going to praise, so keep quiet. We should finish. Nothing. We can't say anything, and then you say therefore I am going to praise you. So they give a famous mashal to understand this uh, this concept. The king had a 
an advisor that was very close to him. The advisor was a Jew. So you can imagine the jealousy that all the other advisors had, being that the king was close to such a, such a Jew. So they always tried to be malshin on him, to you know, malign him and slander the Jew, to break that uh, relationship. So they told the king one day, so you think this guy likes you? You think he's uh, uh, you know, one of your uh, uh, loyalists? He says, why don't you tell him uh, to make you a party? And you'll see that it's going to hurt him to make, uh, to make a party for you, to make a celebration for you. He says, okay. Sure enough, the king says, tomorrow night, I want you to, I give him a week, give me a week, prepare for me a big banquet, a big party. So the guy goes and prepares a whole week, he's buying, he's buying, uh, you know, uh, the food, and he's preparing the, the plates and everything, the music, etc., the drinks. Comes to the party, the king comes in, and everybody's besamha. And they look at that uh, Jew, and he has a very, very sad face. And he's all upset. So the advisors of the king say, you see, you see, look, look, look at him, look at him, he's all upset, he's all sad. This is it. He'd think he'd be happy to make your party. So the king's men, they want to really uh, rub it in. They say, you know what? We'll prove it to you even that, he, that he's upset that he had to make a party for you, and he had to spend some money on you. Next week, tell him to make a party, and this time you're going to pay for it. And you'll see that when you pay for it, he'll probably be happy. He'll have to spend a penny on you. The king goes to the, his friend the next week. Listen, next week I might make a party. But here's uh, $50,000. I'm paying for it. He takes the 50, spends it, makes the party, and at the party, the Jew's walking around, he's some high, he's happy, he's enjoying, he's thrilled. So now the people come to the king, you see, when he had to spend his money, he's all upset, he didn't think he likes you, but you paid for it, of course, what does he care? So the king really saw it, I mean, this is, uh, this is a proof, how could, he, uh, how could he argue? So he goes to the, to the Jew, he says, listen, you have to explain to me your behavior, and your life is on the line now, because now already we have uh, evidence that's incriminating you. So he says, my dear king, let me explain it to you. He says, when I was making the party, and I was spending the money, I felt that no matter what I spend, and no matter what I do, I cannot give you the right kavod, I cannot give you the right uh, honor. So if I was so upset, maybe I didn't fulfill my obligation yet. Because if I spent $100,000, what's $100,000 to honor the king? Maybe I should have spent $200,000. So the whole night I was all upset. This is not befitting for the king. But when you gave me your budget, you told me 50000 So I know I fulfilled my obligation. You, this you gave me to spend the money. I know I can't spend 51000 So I know I, 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 I uh, honored you the best, the maximum, according to what I was able to do. The same thing we say like this. If we had unlimited powers and our body was uh, super uh, in the sense that our eyes were the bionic and our hands had the different powers and our mouths were able to speak, then already we'd have a problem. Because if you have unlimited kohot, we'd never be able to praise the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Because it's just, uh, keeps on going. You can, never, you can never end up ending the praise of the Kodesh Baruch Hu. However, we say, Al-Kain Ibarim Shepilag Tabanu. You gave us a budget. You gave us a certain amount. You gave us a limited mouth. You gave us limited eyes. You gave us limited brains. You gave us limited body. And therefore, with the limited body that you gave us, you gave us a budget. So now, we'd have a problem if we were uh, on an open open budget. Then already it would be impossible to, 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 to finish the praises. But you gave us. You gave us this. What you gave us. Take this and praise me. Okay, so you, 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 you gave us a cap. So based on the gap, so we can praise you according to our limitations.
Ben Ishai, I think, brings on this Gemara, Dirasha, that's worthy to note on the Gemara that says, Mila Besela Mishtoka Betren. We know that there were two prophets. The prophets were Eldad Umedad. Eldad Umedad, they prophesied in the Mahaneh, Moshe Met, the Yoshua Mechnis. Their prophecy was that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to die, and Yoshua Benun is going to take the Jewish people into Eretz Yisrael. And this was as a result of Moshe Rabbeinu's hitting the rock. So the Benish Hai says that in retrospect, if Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't hit the rock, so those two prophets would not have have to give that prophecy because Moshe Rabbeinu would have taken the Jewish people into Eretz Yisrael. So he says to them, "Is Mila Besela." If Moshe Rabbeinu would have spoken a word to the rock, Mishtoka Betren, it would have kept the other two, Eldad Medad, quiet. In any event, the Gemara continues. Kansi Gemara says, Lo Yatsa." The Gemara says that if somebody reads the Mishnah, said if somebody reads the Megillah, she's by heart, Lo Yatsa. Minalan, how do you know this? Amarava, we have a Gizrashava Atya Zikhira Zikhira. We have a Gizrashava Zikhira Zikhira. Kitivach, it says by the Megillah. Vayamima ele nizkarim. These days will be remembered. Uchtivatam, it says by the Mitzvah Mikhayat Amalek. Ketov zot zikaron basefet. That we have to write the episode of Amalek, we have to write it in a sefer. Ma lehalan basefer. Just like by Mikhayat Amalek, the Torah says basefer, it has to be in a in a sefer, so too Afghan basefer, so too over has to be in a sefer, which means you have to read it from the sefer, so zechira, zechira from Mikhayat Amalek. So the Gabbana says, hold it. Umimai dahai zechira kiriahi. Who told you that when it says by Amalek, <coughs> Remember. We have to remember it. Who told you that it has to be verbally? Mm-hmm. That you're telling me you have to write it as safe and you have to verbally remember it. The Pasuk says Zachor. So maybe it's a mental uh, mental uh, remembering. Dilma, Ayun Be'alma. Maybe it's just uh, pondering the situation. So therefore you cannot learn from them. You cannot have to read it. So what's your ayah from Zikhira? Zikhira is in the mind. How can you learn from Megillat Esther that you have to verbally say it from Sibbets in the mind? Impossible. Because we have a Braita. The Braita says, Zachor. What does it say? Zachor. Yachol. Balev. So I would have told from Zachor it means in the heart. However, it can't be. Kishu omir lo tishkah. Already we have another pasuk that says, "Don't forget." So forgetting already is a is a, is a manifestation of the heart, right? Don't forget that means what? You have to remember it in your heart. So therefore, what is Zachor must be telling me something else? Otherwise, redundant. Zachor or It's a double thing. Remember, don't forget. Don't forget means keep it in your heart. Don't for, don't forget it. So Zachor must be what the Gemara says. So therefore, Zachor must be. Verbally, and therefore, since we know that's verbally done, and where is it done? Basefer. It's done from the, from the, uh, from the book, from the Sefer Torah. So too, Miknah Miknah also is read from the Sefer, meaning it cannot be read Be'alpe. Comes the Gemara and continues from a quote from the Mishnah. <coughs> Gemara says, Kiraat Targum Lo We said, if you read, let's say, the uh, Megillah in Aramaic, Targum 
No, yeah, you do not fulfill the obligations. Okay, but says, Now let's get to details of this case. <coughs> if the case is we have a Megillah that's written in Lashon HaKodesh in Hebrew, and the guy who's reading it is translating it into Targum, he's looking at the Hebrew words, and he's reading it by heart into Targum. Come on, so what are you talking? We just read, So Balwa is reading it by Alpeh. So that cannot be the case of Targum, where a guy's translating a Hebrew Megillah into Targum, because that's reading it by heart. Lo Yatsa. So Gabriel says, Lord Sericha Dichtiva Targum. Which written in the Aramaic and he's reading in the Aramaic. And therefore you see over here that the Mishnah is telling you what if you read it in Targum, Lo Yatsa. Because why? It's about you have to read in the Kodesh. So the Baalpeh wasn't the issue. It's Targum written, you read it also in the Targum uh, uh, language. Lo yatsa. Why? Because that's the wrong language of Mikra Megillah. It's got to be done in Lashon HaKodesh. So comes the Gemara and says, Aval korin azot But the next line of the Mishnah says, A foreigner, gee, somebody doesn't understand the Shura Kodesh, for example, you can read it to him in a foreign language. What do you mean? You just told me in the Mishnah that what? No good. And then the next line of Mishnah, he said, but to a foreigner, you can say it in, uh, in, in Lo'azut. So this is a direct stida in the Mishnah. Make up your mind. Can you read it in another language? Or can't you read it in another language? So Rav and Shmuel give an answer. Rav and Shmuel, David, They both say, Belaraz Yevani. That which the Mishnah says for a foreign in a foreign language, it's not all languages. There's one language that has a specific benefit on all of the languages that are outside of the Shona Kodesh, and that is Greek. Like we learned in the previous Gemariot, Yaft Elohim Yileyevet Yishkon Ba'on Hashem. Aesthetically, the Greeks had certain uh, uh, culture, specifically their language, was considered a very, very special language, aesthetically. And therefore, the Torah says, well, we don't take anything from the Greek culture, but some of the beauty of the culture of Yavan will find itself in the tense of Shem. Who was one of Yefet's children? Yavan. Yefet is the son of Noah. Yefet had children. That's Yavan. So the Yavan, what's Yef Yefuto Shel Yefet? The beauty of Yef, meaning the language will find itself out of the Shem. Who's Shem? We're the descendants of Shem, the Semites. And where is that going to manifest itself? Which means in the Ketve Kodesh, well, we don't interpret it into any other language like we know, but Greek has a special uh, uh, pass because of its uh, beauty, and therefore that's what Abitur will explain in the Mishnah. When we say Bechol Lashon, it's true, Kedah Bechol Lashon no Yatsa. Megillah has got to be read Belashon HaKodesh. Ah, you told me, but for the Lo'azi, you could read it Belaz. Yeah, that's Lo'az Yavani. Because we know Greek has a special status, and that's what the Mishnah means, so it's really no stira. There's other languages, Lo Yatsa. There's Greek, Yeah Yatsa. So Kavz the Gebran says, Okay, so you're telling me it's Lo'az Yavanit. So Gebran wants to analyze it. Hechi Dameh. What's the case where you're reading it in Greek? If it's talking about what's written in Hebrew, and you're reading it in Greek, which means, you tell me it's the same thing, the guy's interpreting. Right? He looks at the words and he gives a Greek interpretation. 
So we're back to the question again. That's kerik kenal pe kenal pe lo yatsa. So Gemara says, "Amar v'hamar v'elhazar shiketuva belaz yevanit." You have to say it's written in Greek, which means it has the Greek, which is a different ways of understanding this. It could be it's written bichtav ashuri. But it's written in Greek, using Tabashuri, which means using the Sefer Torah letters. However, instead of saying exactly, it's transliterated with Tabashuri into the Greek uh, language. <coughs> For example, like we said, <coughs> if you would say, uh, you know, in the beginning, so you'd put uh, Aleph, Yud, Nun, In, the Dalit, Yud, so on and so forth. So you're reading it from the Megillah, so therefore you don't have a problem of <coughs> reading it. Comes the Gemara and says, now the Gemara interrupts for a moment, because we just quoted Ravaha in the name of Rabbi Lazar. So the Gemara goes off on a tangent momentarily, since we mentioned the Rabbi's name, to give another derasha of the Rabbi. How do we know that a Kadosh Baruch Hu referred to Yaakov Abinu? As an El, El would be a strong one, a powerful one, a mighty one. So the Gemara says, "Shneemar vayikra lo El Elohe Yisrael." Now, this pasuk of Eshtona when Yaakov Avinu brought a korban on a mizbeach. Now, without the Gemara's derasha, you might read the pasuk and think that Yaakov Avinu was calling the mizbeach El Elohe Olam. He named the mizbeach. Like Tosafot brings different uh, proofs from the Torah, where we see that the Mizbeach was named a certain name. For example, Vayikra Shemo Hashem Nisi, Vayikra Lo Hashem Shalom, exactly in the book of Shofetim. So I would think also that in this case over here, it was Yaakov calling the Mizbeach a, a name. But the Gemara says, the Isal Kadatakla Mizbeach Karali Yaakov El. If you think that that's the case, that it was the Yaakov is calling the Mizbeach El, it should say, Vayikra Lo Yaakov. It should say that, yeah, it doesn't say Yaakov's name in the Passover, it just says Vayikra Lo. It should say Vayikra Lo Yaakov. Yaakov is the one that's doing the calling. It should say, he called him as Bayah, Yaakov. Ela, you know what it means? Vayikra Lo, Bore Olam called him. Who's the call, who's doing the calling over here? Hakadot Baruch Hu. And who's the law? To him. To him is to Yaakov, which means Vayikra Lo Le Yaakov El. And who called him El? Elohe Yisrael. So therefore, if you want to make the Pasuk uh, sound easier for us, the way we read it, it would say, it would be like this, Vayikra Elohe Yisrael Lo El. Which means, Elohe Yisrael called him El. Called Yaakov El. And that's what we mean. Yaakov is really called Yisrael. Which means he has the name El in his name. It's as if the Gemara is saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I am the El Ba'alyonim, and you are El Ba'tachtonim. Which means, I'm the divine one in the heavens, and you spread the divineness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu on earth. So therefore, Yaakov Abinu is referred to uh, that name. Hashem doesn't mean that he was a deity, Hashem. It means that he had the ability to spread the uh, Kedushah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Tachshonim, in the world. So therefore, Borei Olam calls him by that, by that name as well. Now we go back to the uh, Gemara. Metivet, Gemara has a question. Rabbi Shmuel just told us what? That Greek has its own uh, status. If you read the Megillah, Belaz Yevani, 
so then already you yotze. Well, any other language, not yotze except for lashon We have a question from a brayta. giftit. If you read the Megillah in the giftit language, Ivrit. Ivrit, we said that was a language that they spoke by Ivrit of Nahar, right in Transjordan, over the river. Elmit, that's the language they speak in Elam. Medit, that's the language of Madai. Yevanit, uh, Yevanit, Greek. What does the Brayta say? Lo yatsa. So you're not Yotze. What do you mean? Rabbi Shmuel, you just told me that Greek is a special language. I got a Brayta here that says, Yevanit, Lo yatsa. So comes the Gemara and says, Ha-lo damya ela leha. Which we said. You want to compare statements to what Rabbi Shmuel said, quote me the end of that Brayta. The end of that Brayta is more in conformity with Rabbi Shmuel, because it says over the Giftit, the Giftim. However, if you're going to the Giftim, those are people that uh, speak Giftit, permissible. Giftit, the Giftim. Evrit, the Avrit. If they understand it, you can read it for them. Elmit, the Elmim. And therefore, if you go to Elam, you can read the Megillah in Elam. Oh, so the Gemara says, We have another question on Ravid Shemuel. So we thought the answer like this. Yeah, when Ravid Shemuel said Yevanit, it means Yevanit the Yevanim. Meaning if they understand it, they can read it. So no problem. And what the Brayta said in the beginning, that those languages don't work. So when you're reading it to a person, that doesn't understand the language. So the says, wait. What you did now, bringing this Brayta, you opened it up. You told me that in Greek it doesn't have an exclusive anymore. Now you tell me that what? Any language that understands, anybody understands any language can be Yosef. So the Gemara says, "Iyache, Rav Shmuel, Amai Mukbidel Matnitin Belaz Yevanit, Look me bechol laaz." Rav and Shmuel, why did you tell me? Oh, when it said in the Mishnah, "Loazi Sheshama," Loazi Yatzad, Greek. Why Greek? Once already have a Brayta here. Greek doesn't have any exclusiveness anymore. Any language it should you could be yotzei, uh, which means you could explain the Mishnah like this. When it said kira'a b'cholashon lo yatsa, to some it doesn't understand. You're reading a foreign language, some doesn't understand it. Lo yatsa. Ah, when it says lo azib la'az yatsa, any language giftit, giftim, elmit, elmit, etc. So we have a question now. Now it's well again. What did you mean when you said dafka Greek? So the Gemara says. Because of this question, we have to re-explain the Mishnah. Ela, Gemara says, Matnitin Kebraita. Really, I'll tell you, our Mishnah and the Braita are saying the same thing. And the basic rule is, so long as you understand the language, the Megillah can be read in that language. And that's what it means that it says, Leloazi Belaaz Yatsa. Not only Greek, any language, Giftit Giftit, Almit Almit. I, and when the Mishnah says, It's talking about if you don't understand it. So the Mishnah and the Braita are the same. Oh, so what is Rav and Shemuel talking about? They came along and introduced Davka Greek. So the Gemara says, And that which Rav and Shemuel said, which is they made a statement, stam statement, nothing connected with uh, our answering our Mishnah or answering uh, any question. They made a statement. Their status of Greek was it's universal, which means 
they held that anybody can be Yotze in Greek. So therefore they were saying something more than the Mishnah. The Mishnah was telling, you got to understand it. Giftit, Giftit, Almit, Almit, Yevanit, Yevanim. The Almut they held, no. That applies to all other languages. When it comes to Lashon Yevani, that's already a universal language, like we saw she taught, and we'll see now that why anybody could be Yotze. So the Gemara says, Ve'aketani Yevanit Yevanim. What are you talking? How can Rabbi Shmuel go against the Braita? Rabbi Shmuel Amoraim. The Braita clearly said you can read Greek for Greeks. So how can they come along and say it's Kasher Lakol? So the Gemara says, "Ve'aketani Yevanit Yevanim in." It's for Greeks, yes. Lekol Alma Lo. So the Gemara says, "Inu they," meaning Rabbi Shmuel, the Amur Kerabban Shimon Ben Gamliel. Which means, if you remember, we learned the Shita earlier in the Mishnah, in the last Pedic, that said, what? And according to the Ban Shimon Gamliel, they, he argued on the rabbis. The rabbis, Rabbanan, held what? That you're allowed to write Sefarim, you're allowed to write Tanakh, Bechol Lashon. The Ban Shimon Gamliel said, no, you're only allowed to write the Tanakh in Yevanit. And why was that? Because we said the Maasev Talmai, that the rabbis made a special dispensation when Talmai called the 72 rabbis into the rooms, and they had to, you know, the Septuagint had to interpret the Torah into, into Greek. So the Gebra said, Ditnan, Rabban Shem'om Gamliel Omer, Ab Sefarim, Lo Hetiru Shiyekadvu, Ela Yevanit. And therefore, like we learned, that besides Lashon HaKodesh, Rabban Shem'om is being Mahmir. I don't know how the Torah to be written in any language, like the rabbis. I say only Yevanit. And therefore, Yevanit has a special status. Even to somebody that doesn't understand, just like Lashon HaKodesh. So therefore, to give what do you want? Rabban, Rabban Shemuel, to have a, uh, an opinion. Rabban Shemuel is a Tanah. And therefore, he puts Greek in a special uh, special status. I, the Braita, that says, no, you got to understand it. That's coming according to Rabbanan. Rabbanan don't put Greek on a higher pedestal in any other language. They say, you can write Sifarim Bechol And therefore, when it comes to Megillah, write it Bechol But what? You got to understand it. Rabban Shemom Gemli is being Mahmir in one sense and Mekel in another sense. He's being Mahmir to tell you, no, you can only write Sifarim either in Lashon HaKodesh or Yevani. But he's being Mekel in the sense that Yevani has a status, Lavdil has a status of Lashon HaKodesh. In the sense that just like you can read the Megillah Lashon HaKodesh to anybody, you'll say, even if he doesn't understand it, so to Yevani as well. So therefore, Rabban Shemuel, Habatana, supporting them, Rabban Shemuel, Ben Gamliel, the Bright has found the opinion of Rabbanan. You can write it in another language, but you have to. Understand it. That's the Gemara. That's the Gemara continues. Velimru alacha kerabban shemon v'gamliel. So now the Gemara says one more question. Rabban Shemuel, so you, you're taking somebody else's opinion already. Your opinion is not your opinion. Your opinion is a bunch of Gamliel's opinion. So just say alacha kerabban shemon v'gamliel, which is what do you have to produce, a, a, a manufacture a new opinion? It's an opinion that's already uh, existed. So the Gemara says, "Yamni alakha kerabban shemam gamliel, hava mina ani mili bishal sefarim." I was saying, listen, maybe they only hold like the ban shemam gamliel. That's by shal sefarim. 
not to Megillat Esther. Aval, when it comes to Megillat, Dichtiba Kichtabam. Remember we added the Rasha, it says by Megillat Esther, like it's writing. How was Megillat Esther originally written? So I would have said that what? I would have said maybe at a bunch of Gamliel, that's not Kabisha Sifarim. But Megillah is different. Megillah has got to be written in the original. Kamashmalan, that what? That when David Shmuel says, Af Megillah could be done in Yevanit. So that teaches us over there there's no difference between Megillah and other Sifarim. Jeez, we don't take that Kichtavam Dirasha, and therefore even the Megillah can be done Bechon, Lashon. I mean, sorry, Yevanit to even people that do not understand. Okay, comes the Gemara and continues. So we said there's another universal language. Ashuri. What's Ashuri? Hebrew. Here in Lashon HaKodesh, Yatsa. So the Gibraltar says, So what are you talking? How could you tell me that uh, there's a type of language that you could hear the Megillah and the Yotze, even though you have no idea what was said? So the Gibraltar says, so the Gabbara wants to bring a proof just from the Minhag Ha'olam. Listen. Is a Ma'aris Hayav in Megillat Esther? Yeah. Are ladies Hayavot in Megillat Esther? Yeah. Now, in those days, <coughs> there was a great amount of illiteracy, meaning people did not understand the Lashon HaKodesh so well. Yeah, they spoke could be Aramaic. They Lashon HaKodesh. So what are you going to tell me now? A Ma'aris goes to the synagogue to hear Megillat Esther. You're not going to be Yotzeh? Well, a lady goes to hear the Megillat Esther. It's not going to be Yotzeh? Impossible. This is Masim Every point that we have the ladies and the, and, and the Amir artists now, we're going to give them uh, lessons now in the Shonakur before the Megillah. It doesn't happen. So, therefore, you see what? You see what? Uh, yeah, they don't understand it. There's no Hayyuf to understand it. It's no different than the Amir artists and the Nashim. So the Gemara says, Matkifla Ravina. Ravina is the question. He doesn't ask the It's not really a question. It's a different type of Matkif. Usually Matkif is coming to reject uh, something that we said above. This is just coming to add more proof that what? That even if you don't understand it, it's okay. So he's saying it with Lashon Hatkafa. Matkif la Ravina atu anan. We understand Hebrew. You think we understand every word in the Megillah? Forget about the Nashim and the Me'aratzot or anything. We know Lashon HaKodesh. And still we can't interpret certain words. For example, he says, Ha'ashteranim b'nei ha'ramachim. Mi yad'inan? Go interpret that pasuk. Ha'ashteranim b'nei ha'ramachim. It's a certain type of horse that uh, they used in order to send the uh, letters to the far-off uh, countries. Uh, we know exactly what exactly type of animal that that's uh, uh, re- referring to, the way it was uh, sent. We don't know what that word means. Ela, what's the explanation? Mitzvah kiri'ah upirsume nisa. mitzvah kiri'ah upirsume nisa. The main thing you read it. By reading it automatically, the miracle becomes publicized. Because inevitably, when you're going to read the Megillah, what's going to happen? Somebody's going to ask, what, what, what are you reading over here? Oh, that's the Megillah Tester, and Mordechai, etc., the miracle. So even if you don't understand every single word, like nobody can understand every single word, the publication of the miracle does come out, and therefore, even though they don't understand it, <coughs> they will be Yotzeh. But again, that's Davka by Lashon HaKodesh. Lashon HaKodesh is the original. The original has a special uh, status. Comes to Gemara and says, Kedagah, Kedah Sirugin Yatsa. So what we learn Sirugin is, 
Right, if you read it with pauses, yeah, you read it, you stop, stop and go. Yeah, you pause and then you stopped and continued going. So the Gemara says, uh, this word sirugim, the hakamim were not familiar with this terminology. So the Gemara says, lo avu banan my sirugim. They didn't know what the terminology is. What does this word sirugim mean? Shamua the amta de rabbi. So they heard the maidservant of Rabbeinu HaKadosh Deka'amra lehu Rabbanan davu aile Piske piske The rabbis were entering the shi'ur of Rabbeinu HaKadosh You know, a little at a time A few rabbis walked in, there was a break A couple of other rabbis walked in So when she saw the rabbis coming in sporadically into the yeshiva So she said like this uh, when they're coming to the yeshiva, whatever she said, Admatai atem nichnasim surugin surugin. So when are you going to enter over here? You know, within, in, in, in pauses, in, uh, with, 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 with uh, you know, pauses in between. Uh, so when the rabbis heard the word, ah, surugin. Now we understand what the Mishnah means. So I'm tethered to be just in her sihat uh, chodin, just in her regular talking. She was able to give the rabbis insights on exactly what the perush of the Mishnah was. She got to get got a translation what the word uh, surugin means. <coughs> now the Gemara tells us some other words. That Amtad Rabbi, the maidservant of Rabbi, uh, clarified to the Hakamin. No, Abu Yatayra Banan, my haloglogot. Haloglogot is a type of vegetable. So they, they weren't really sure exactly what it was. <coughs> it's written sometimes in the Mishnayot, in the Braithot. She says, Min Yaraku. Shamua, the Amtad Rabbi, the Amra, the Lahu Gavra, the Avakamivadir. Parfihane. He was uh, scattering a certain vegetable that was called parpihane. He was scattering it in the field. So she says to the guy, Ad matai atamifazer haloglogecha. She said, Till when are you gonna when are you gonna stop scattering your haloglogot? Oh, now we know what it is. It's parfihane. That's what it is. Not they understood. Loavu yadaira banan mai salseleha utromemeka. The pasuk. In the reference of uh, Torah, the Torah will elevate you. Torah will elevate a person. If what? Salseleha. But they don't know what the Salseleha means. So the Gemara says, She saw a certain uh, fellow. He was twirling his hair. He was playing with his hair. So what did she say? Until when are you going to stop twirling your hair? So what did the rabbis learn over here? They said, oh, now we know what salsileh means, which means when you turn in the Torah, when you churn it, and you turn it, and you toil in it, what would the Torah do? The Torah elevates a person that toils and turns in the Torah. So they figured out that word as well. Kamara continues, The rabbis did not know. My, what did David Melech mean in the Pasuk Tirim? Hashlech al Hashem Yehavecha. Throw onto Kadosh Baruch Hu Yehavecha. What is Yehav? What is what is this word? Your 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 Yehavecha. Your Yehav. What does this word mean? Yehavecha. Amar Ababar Hanad Zimna Hadava Azina Badeahu Taya. He says one time we were walking with a certain Arab. Vekadarina Tuna. He says I was carrying a burden, a load on my back. Vaamali Shekol Yehavich. 
So the Arab told me, give me your burden, give me your load, and put it on the camel. So now I know that Yehavecha is your burden, which means take your burdens and your problems and uh, give them to Kadosh Baruch Hu. She's let Kadosh Baruch Hu uh, take care of your problems. Don't let them burden you and then put them on Kadosh Baruch Hu and he will uh, handle them. They give a uh, famous mashal of the... Uh, of the fellow that was walking in the street and he had his uh, burden on him. He had his, like the story over here in the Gemara, he had his uh, uh, sack on him, very weightly sack. So what happened? He saw a driver coming by and the horses. So uh, the fellow stops and says, please, I see uh, you need a lift. Come come on to the horses. So he comes on to the, to the horse or the carriage and he's sitting on the carriage with the backpack on his back. So a couple of minutes into the ride, the driver turns around and says, What are you doing? Why don't you take your, your knapsack off and put it, put it in the back? He says, uh, It's enough you're taking me. Now you have to already uh, take my, uh, my, my, my stuff. So the guy says, You fool. <laughs> I'm taking it anyway. So you might as well, uh, you might as well put it down. What the Moshal is, the Hafez Haim says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is taking care of everything anyway. Which means a person, uh, his health. Rashim is not giving you, hey, your health already, Borel is handling it. Which means uh, all the other situations in your life, Borel is taking care of it. A lot. You want to help him. Well, let me help you with uh, my panasa. I'm carrying you anyway with everything else over here. So then put it also on the, on the carriage. Let's put it down also. And Borel can also. If God doesn't need help. Just uh, keep your uh, take care of the rest. Comes again and says, The rabbis were not, uh, did not understand the word and the pasuk. Now this pasuk over here is talking about, which we'll see now, that the Kadosh Baruch Hu is going to sweep out sweep out the enemies and destroy them. But they didn't know what the word, if you don't know what that word meta'ata means, then you don't have the beginning of the whole pasuk. So they heard the servant, the main servant of the bee. She was telling her friend, Take the broom and sweep it. Sweep the house. So they sweep, you know, the word God's going to sweep away the enemies and destroy them. Now we go back to the Gemara, Tanur We have a Braita, Kira'as Sirugin Yatsa. What do we say Sirugin means? You're reading it, you know, we're pausing in between. Sirusin Lo Yatsa. What does Sirusin mean? Now she says, Lemafraya. Sometimes you see the Gemara says, Sareh Mikra Vedorshehu. Sometimes you have a pasuk, right? It doesn't doesn't read uh, smoothly when you read it straight. So the Gemara says, Mikra. You know, invert the words of the pasuk. Put one word before the other, and the pasuk reads better. So the word Sareh is to invert or to switch the words. So I put the later word earlier. So the Gemara says, Sirusin Loyasa. If you read the Megillah, out of order, lo yatsa. Rav Muna Omer, Mishum Rabbi Yehuda. So Rav Muna says the name of Rabbi Yehuda. Av pesirugin. Even that which we said, sirugin, that if you paused, im sha'a kedil egmoret kula, chose larosh. Rav Muna over here says a big hadush. He says, how long could you pause? From the, from the Mishnah, Smashma, as long as you want. That means, if a guy read the Megillah, he reads the Pasuk, he stops for an hour. Continues, Smashma, it's okay. 
Ramuna says, no, no, no. There is a limit. If you pause the amount of time that you could finish the entire Megillah, that's considered already a significant pause, and therefore, lo yata. Okay? Amar of Yosef, Hadaka, Kiravuna, Shamar, Mishum, the Biuda. Okay? Now we are getting Kalaka. Kalaka follows Ramuna. Amar the Abayel, Rabbi Yosef. So that he has a clarification. Abayel says to Rabbi Yosef, Kedel Ligmorit Kula. When you said enough time to finish the whole Megillah, Mehecha de Kael Sefa. Does it mean from where you are? Let's say I'm in Perek Vav. So from where I am in Perek Vav to the end takes 10 minutes. So is that what it means? Based on where I am to the end? That's the Yehsek? Or is it a set? Shirur. Always it goes mean from the beginning to the end. Let's say it takes 42 minutes to read me. Get out there. It's 42 minutes no matter where you are. That's the magic number. So the Gemara says, That's got to be from the beginning to the standard uh, uh, time. Why? Because otherwise you're giving a halakha over here that has many, many shi'urim. Wherever you are, this could be two minutes, it could be 30 seconds, if he's in the last pasuk, it could be uh, uh, 41 minutes, if he's in the second pasuk. Usually when the hakamim give a halakha, it's a set time. So otherwise you're giving your halakha uh, to shi'urim. You're giving you know, your words to, you know, to, to different to different measurements. So now we have opinion. Rav also says halakha follows the bimuna that you go with this shi'ur. Uh, Shmuel Amar in Halakha Kirabimuna. But Shmuel says, Halakha does not follow. The must have a mahlokit Rav and Shmuel. Do you go like Ravmuna or not? Which is Ravmuna is really giving you Humrah. The Mishnah did not give you any uh, limitations. You want to make a hipsek? As long as you want. Just pick up where you left off and continue. Ravmuna was the one who came along and limited, you know? So now Shemuel is telling you that what? The halakha does not follow Ramuna. In Surah they had the mahlukat of Rav and Shemuel like we just read it. That Shemuel was saying in halakha But in Pumpedita had it backwards. The other way. Amar Rav Kana Amar Rav Halakha Kirabimuna Ushmuel Amar in halakha kerabimuna, which actually the same way, we had it the, the the same way. Just it was coming from Rav Kahana, right? Different uh, source of the halakha. So Rav is telling you we go like Rav Muna, and Shmuel is telling you not. Rabbi Bai matni ibchaz. Rabbi Bai that had it the opposite way. Rav Amar in halakha kerabimuna, Shmuel Amar halakha kerabimuna. So the Gemara now this is very significant, by the way, because we know we have a klal. That when it comes to Mamon cases, we go like Shemuel. However, when it comes to Isur Beter, meaning laws of Mutar, Asur, we take Rav. So it's very important to know where Rav stands on the, uh, on the issue. So according to Rav Bibai, Rav is the one that's telling you, in Halakha, Keramuna. And therefore we're going to follow Rav. That's why Tosafot comes out as well, and he brings a ayah. Now we learned over there in uh, Masechet uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah, where we talked about where a person blows nine tikiot, b'tisha sha'od bayom. 
Right, you have to blow nine sounds when a Torah. Mm-hmm. Well, he blows one sound, an hour later he blows another sound. So he said, Yatsah. So you see what? Obviously, even though you could blow all the sounds and uh, you, know, you had a big shehiyah there, still you're being Yotze. So therefore we follow Rav, that even if you made a long shehiyah, you are Yotze. And that's according to Rabbi Bai. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosef, Nekot, the Rabbi Bai Biyadecha. Go like, take Rabbi Bai. He's the, uh, he's the proper version. Because according to Rabbi Bai, it was Shemuel that was posek like Ramuna. Correct? According to Rabbi Bai, Rab said, Ena lakak Ramuna. Yeah, who was Ramuna? Ramuna was the one that made the Shia law. And Shmuel was the one that said, Halakak Ramuna. That means Shmuel is Hoshesh li Yahid. Shmuel takes the opinion of the Yahid. Because really the rabbis argue. So in the, in the version of Rabbi Bai. So the Gemara is saying Rabbi Bai is correct. You know why? Because we have a precedence where we see Shmuel in a totally different halakha. He goes with the Da'at Yahid. He takes the Yahid's opinion. And therefore we can say that, that was his derech. And when it came to Psaq, he was Hoshesh to the Yahid. Just like in this case, I'm going to quote now. What's the case? The Shmuel was the one that was Hoshesh to Da'at Yahid. How do we know that Nan Shomeret Yabam? What's a Shomeret Yabam? That's a lady that's waiting that the brother in law will fulfill the mitzvah of Yibum on her. Halakha says the lady was married, she had no children, husband died, she falls to Yibum to the oldest brother. Well, the oldest brother now has to marry her. Good. Now, in the interim, yeah. Until he consummates the Yibum, she is called a Shomeret Yabam. A Shomeret Yabam means she's connected, there's a connection between uh, her and the brother. So the Gemara says, Shomeret Yabam, Shikidesh Ahiv et Ahota. The brother, which is the younger brother, the older brother, let's say, falls to Yibum. The older brother's younger brother, mm-hmm. he went. Before any Yibum took place, and he went and was Mekadesh, the sister of this Yibama. Mm-hmm. Okay? His brother's doing Yibum. Correct. His brother, the older brother's doing Yibum. The younger him. brother made, went to be Mekadesh, the sister of this Yibama. Okay. So Yibama says, So what's the they tell the guy, wait, oh, slow down. Do not make Kiddushin yet. Until your brother consummates the marriage. Now, what's the, what's the, what's the logic of it? His brother's making Dibu. Let him go marry uh, the sister. They tell him, no, 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 wait. Wait till the brother finishes the issue. So look at Rashi. Look at Rashi. Third line. She's anticipating... Right? Right. Which means he's anticipating the Yabama. Right? mitzvah that the older one makes the Yabum. So what happened? One of the other brothers came. After she fell to the brothers. Don't, don't consummate the marriage yet. Why? Let him finish the situation. Either make Yibum or make Halitza. She's connected to all the brothers, according to the Yehuda. 
which means until one of the brothers finishes the subject, all the brothers have a connection to this to this Yibama, and therefore al Yibum, through the connection of Yibum, Asur Mishum Achot Isha, which means now the sister is forbidden. Because you're not allowed to marry your wife's sister. So she's considered your wife to a certain extent. All the brothers. And therefore, the halakha is going to say, that we tell the brother, hey, oh, don't, don't consummate over here. You're going to end up marrying your, uh, your, sis- your wife's sister. Because this rabbi holds, He holds a big hadush. All the brothers are connected over here. Because you can argue with somebody. She only falls to the older one. The younger one is no mitzvah. No. Until it's finished, all the brothers have zika. Have a connection to this. Yebama. Vechoshekin. Behad. Ufligi. Rabbanan. Aleh. The rabbis argue and say no. Ve'amriu. Il deshne achimhen. Since there's two brothers. En zikatom yuhed liot mutilat alehad mem liot keishto mutar ba'achota. He said, no, it falls to the older one, that's the rabbi say, and the uh, younger one, nothing, it's not my wife, and therefore I can marry her sister. So that's the mahlok. Good, so we have an opinion of Adat Yahid here. Who's this opinion? This is the Bihudah ben Betera. Amar Shemuel, halakha ke ben Betera. And Shemuel, we know, ruled like Adat Yahid. So therefore, it makes sense to say that Shemuel was the opinion that said halakha ke because we see in another place he holds like the Dajahid. And that's why the version of Rabbi Bai is the most accurate. Comes the Gabbana continues. Tanurabanan. Hishmit ba sofer otiyot opesukim. Let's say the sofer, he left out some otiyot, some words. He skipped. Or he skipped some pesukim. The sofer is right in the Megillah. He was uh, not careful. He forgot some words of Pesukim. The And the reader of the Megillah read those words. Like an interpreter. If you remember in the olden days, they used to have an interpreter to interpret the Pesukim of the Sefer Torah. Mm-hmm. The interpreter would do it by heart. The Baal would read Pesukim, and the interpreter would give his own, uh, his own. He would give the proper uh, interpretation, but it was Baal Peh. So the Gemara is saying like this. If a person, let's say, is reading Megillah Tester, and he gets to a part of the Megillah, he sees other sofer, uh, he forgot some uh, some words over here. So he reads it, he knows the Megillah Ba'at, he reads those words, what does the Gemara say? Yatsa. It's okay. The Gemara has a contradiction from the Braita. Hayu ba'otiyot metushtashot. Let's say the letters were faded. Why do you have a Megillah Tester? But the words on the Megillah are faded. Or mekura'ot. Or let's say the letters themselves, they're ripped, they're torn, they're uh, broken letters. Imrishuman nikar. If you're able to tell the impression, you know it's like a faded letter, but if you look at the Megillah, you can see the imprint, let's say. You see the rishum, the, still the, the, the imprint of the letter is visible. Keshira. Megillah is keshira. Vim lav, but if it's missing words, and you can't read the words, then it's Pesulah. What are you talking? You just told me that if Pesukim are missing and the guy reads it by heart, it's okay. Now you tell me if the letters are not there and you can't make them out, then it's Pesulah, make up your mind. Not Kasha. Kamaran comes out with, a, uh, with, a, with an answer. Habikula, habimiksata. Very important rule. Which means, if miksat of the Megillah is missing, and you read miksata ba'al pe, no problem. And that's the halakha. 
However, kula or ruba already is pasul. And from here we learn a very important halakha. So you say, a person is reading the Megillah now, there's a couple of words missing. By a Sefer Torah, the Sefer Torah is pasul. If one letter is missing, finish. Sefer Torah is pasulah. By Megillah, it's there. Up until half. If it's missing from the Megillah or his mistakes, and the Baal Kore read it Baal Peh, Yotze, it's okay. However, more than half already is going to be Pesula. Half itself, that's already a Mahloka amongst the Poskim. So therefore, you see this difference between Miksata and Kula. Comes Gabriel Akhtar, Tarot Banan. We have a blight. Hishmit Baal Kore Pasukehad. Let's say the Baal Kore was reading. Okay? And he, the Megillah was Keshera, mm-hmm. but he himself skipped the Pasuk. Mm-hmm. He got mixed up. He skipped the Pasuk. He skipped the Pasuk to Perek Dalid. He doesn't realize that he skipped the Pasuk to get the Perek Vav. He says, oh, I forgot the Pasuk to Perek uh, Dalid. So the Gemara says, Lo yomar ekra et kula. He shouldn't say, you know what, let me just finish the entire Megillah. ekra oto Pasuk. And then I'll go back. Because then already you're reading the Maflaya. And we learned in the Mishnah that if you read out of order, Lo yatsa. You go back to Perek Dalit, you get to that Pasuk, and you continue reading from that Pasuk. You don't have to go back to the beginning of Megillah. You just go back to the Pasuk where you skipped and continue. Right? Let's say a person entered the Bet Knesset. You got the end of the Perek here. Right in the fifth parak of Megillah Testen, Lo Yomar Ekra Hatsiyah Masibur. He says, you know what? Let me hear five to ten with the Sibur. The Alga Ekra Hatsiyah, and then I go back and I read one to five. Again, you're out of order. Ela Kore Ota Metchidata Be'ad Sofa. Again, you got to read it from the beginning to the end. Mitnamnim Yatsa. The Mishnah said, if a person reads the Megillah when he's mitnamnim, he's uh, dozing. So Yomara says Yatsa. So he was What's the case of mitnamnim? Were you dozing? He's sleeping, but he's not sleeping. Tir velotir. He's awake, but he's not awake. And we call dozing. If you call him by his name, he answers. He is cognizant enough to answer. But he cannot answer a question that takes reasoning. She's going to ask him a, a, a question sure. that needs him to, to think. Then already he cannot, uh, that's already, yeah. he doesn't have that. But if they remind him, he remembers. Which means, uh, if you tell him, you know, where, where's, the, uh, where's the keys? Uh, he can't remember, that's a question he's got to remember. But you tell him, you know, are the keys in the drawer? You remind him, and you put him in the drawer. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're in the drawer. Everybody can remember. But yeah, it cannot be such a challenging uh, question. Right? And when you remind him, he says, oh, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's what he is. That's considered mitnamneh. Uh, and again, we have to say, obviously we're talking about over here where he's saying every word, and he's, he's not missing, it. he's reading it, he's saying every word. Otherwise, if he misses one word, obviously not, you'd say. Haya kotva dorsha magiha, im kiven libo yatsa. So we said in the Mishnah, if a person was, let's say, writing a Megillah, or let's say he was correcting a Megillah, right? If he had Kavanah when he was doing this, because he's really not reading the Megillah, he's really, he's, uh, let's say he's writing a Megillah, right? He has a cloth in front of him, and he's writing, Vayhi, Bimeh, Ashverot. As he's writing, mm-hmm. he's, uh, as Kavanah, to read the Megillah. 
So the Gemara says, Hechidameh. Ideka mesader pesuka pesuka vekatavla kikivon kikiven libo mayave alpehu. Which means, if the uh, fellow over here is, before he writes, he says, uh, let me see what the pasuk is. Then he writes. That can't be the case. Because he's reading Baal Peh. I don't give you a kavanah to read the Megillah. Which means, sometimes the Sufri, what do they do? Before they write the uh, pasuk, they want to say it, just to make sure they got the right pasuk. So if you tell me that that's the case. When a guy did it Baal Peh, then he writes, I don't give you a kavanah to Megillah. This is already Kira'al Peh. Ela dekata pesuka pesuka vekarile. Must we talk about as he's writing, he reads it. He writes, Vahi, Bime, or he writes the word and reads it. Right? Just to make sure that he, really, he wrote it right. Oh, so that's a good case. He's reading it from a Megillah. Tegebaras is umiyatza. How can it be yotza in this case? Vahamara bihelba marav, hama barguria marav, alakha kedavra omer, kula. Alakha says that what? When you, no. You have to have the whole Megillah in front of you. Aye. You have to have a Megillah Keshira in front of you. But this guy's Megillah, what does it say? Vahi. The rest is blank cloth. Which means, the halakha is, when you read the Megillah, you got to have all ten penakim written. Va'afilu lemadamar bi'ish Yehudi. And even according to the opinion that says, that to be Yotzeh Megillah, you only have to read from Ish Yehudi. There's an opinion that we're going to see later on. You don't have to start from Vahibi Be'ashverosh. You can start the Megillah from Ish Yehudi, but even that opinion says, Sirikash teketuvakula. He still just, you have to put all ten chapters. You don't have to start from the Begillah, but you have to have it all. All there. No, all. Which, which means the, 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 it's got to be the Megillah, has got to be written. Right? The law of the court, what we said above. But the point is, you can't have uh, writing it as you're going along. You'll have a Megillah Keshira in front of you. Correct? Elah, the Gemara says, Demanha Megillah Kameh. He has a kosher Megillah in front of him. Vekarila mine pesuka pesuka vekatavla. Which means, how does Sofer write? He has a kosher Megillah in front of him. He reads from the kosher Megillah, and then he writes it in the new Megillah. So he looks at the kosher Megillah, it's already written, he says, Vahim Be'ashverosh. And then he writes it in the new one. So therefore, in Kiveni Boyatakos, he's reading it from a written Megillah already. Good? So the Gemara says, Lema Mesayana Ole Le Rabbah Bar Hanam. Can we get proof of this story? The Rabbah Bar Hanadama, Rabbah Bar Hanam, Rabbah Hanan, Asu Lechtov Otahad, Shalom Naktav. Right? For me, you see what? That when a sofer is writing a letter, mm-hmm. you have to write from ktav. You cannot write ba'alpeh. You have to have a text in front of you. Like we just saw over here. So the Gemara says, Dilma de No proof. Maybe that's the case. Maybe we're giving a scenario. The guy happened to have a Megillah in front of him. Right. So he was reading the Megillah as he was doing safrut. Right. But how could you bring from a scenario, Alaka? Right. Did you want to tell me from here, you see that this is not like you have to have a sefer in front of you when you're writing? Who said it's Ramuya? That was the case. But you have no idea that that's mandatory. Gufa, But his opinion is about Hana, you cannot write. When you're writing sefarim, you cannot write it unless you're copying it from a text. Right. He went to to make Shana in the city of Asya. There was no Megillah over there. So what did he do? He first he wrote the Megillah He wrote it from his brain. He knew the whole Megillah to stay behind. He wrote the Megillah and then he read it. So what do you see over here? 
that you don't have to write it from the text. text. You can write it. Bimir is different. Because he fulfilled the Pasuk that says, Which the Gemara is going to be Doresh. Afapecha is referring to the Torah. Was like lines, Yaishiru Legdecha. Rabbi Meir's brain, he saw the whole Torah in front of him. So Rabbi Meir doesn't have, have a text in front of him. He had the Torah photographic in front of him, like the lines of the Torah in front of him. So the Gemara says, What does this mean, Vafapecha? How do we know the word Vafapecha is referring to Torah? Vafapecha literally means your eyelids. So what does the eyelids have to do with Torah? Amar no, elu devre Torah. That's referring to devre Torah. Dichtiv, ta'if Which means, the Torah is a very sensitive subject. If you close your eyes from it, even for a minute, you forget. Torah needs constant review. So therefore, what is the Torah is referred to? Afapecha. The item that constantly needs reviewing. As opposed to if you close your eyes for it for a second, you forget. So va'afapecha, his Torah was what? Yeshidu, yashar. Takshurot. Rose in front of him. So that was the Bimi'ir. Don't be a question from the Bimi'ir. He was different. And even though the Torah is forgotten by many, very quickly, by the Bimi'ir, it was all in order in front of him. So that's Gemara's answer. Don't bring me an ayah from the Bimi'ir. Okay, the Fazda found Rav Hanan'il, the Havak Katav Sifanim Shlom Rakdav. Another rabbi that was writing Sifanim by heart. Amar le, so he told him, listen, Rabbi, I'm not questioning your memory. You could probably write the whole Torah. However, but uh, we have a rabbinical enactment that they said what? You can't write, uh, uh, you know, so the Gemara says, If this was the compliment that they were giving of Hanan Eir, that really the whole Torah can be written by you by heart. Must be what? Must be that he was also like the Bibi in the Hanan Eir, that he had the whole Torah memorized, and still you're telling me the enactment is the enactment. So we're back to the question of the Bibi How did the Bibi write the Megillah Baal Peh? I don't give you Sharin. We had other rabbis that were Mushin also, they were still bound by the enactment. Okay, listen, the Bibi was in a circumstance, he was in a place, in Asiyah, there was no Megillah over there, he had no choice. So again, he can write something, no, that's no argument, we're talking about if you have an option, then you have to write it from the Ketav. Abaye allowed the rabbis of the Bet Midrash of Habu, when it came to Tefidrim Mizuzot, he allowed them to write it, Ba'alpeh. Why? Keman, Kihai Tanya. It's following your, following your opinion that says, De Tanya, Rebimiyahu ben Meshum Rabbeinu, Sabinu HaKadosh. Tefidrim Mizuzot, Nechtavot, Shalom Menaktav. That's the first thing that can be written by heart. Ve'en Sinichim Sintut. You also don't have to put the lines on the parchment. Vilcheta, Tefidin en sinichim sirtut, mezuzot sinichim sirtut. The Gemara comes out of it. Tefidin don't need sirtut, mezuzot yes sirtut. Idi ve'idi nechtavot shlomat. But both tefidin and mezuzot be written ba'al peh. Why? 
Baitama Migras Girisid. These are familiar parashiyot. Everybody's fluent in these parashiyot. Everybody doesn't know Shema Yisrael Ma'ad. So therefore, when it comes to Shema Yisrael, Tefillin also Kadeshli, Vayakim Yaka, these parashiyot are familiar. Therefore, they let the right. But not everybody knows the Torah by heart. So therefore, when it comes to Torah, and other books of the Tanah, you have to write it down, Fikam and Akhtab, but Tefillin Mizuzot is the exception. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen. Amen.